Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Good day, beautiful souls. Welcome to another amazing episode. We have Dr. Erin Haskell on the show today, aka Dr. Divinity. She is the host of Good Morning La La Land. And in this episode, we cover a lot of things with a very, uh, some of them are very deep and it's all very practical as well. So we talk about trauma work as the first and foremost important work in awakening. We talk about understanding the subconscious mind, which is always very important, healing this life and past lives. We talk about the two perspectives when dealing with the subconscious, everything as memory, debating new planetary rules and how they should be enforced, uh, what it means to be awakened or woke, Dr. Divinity's top picks for creating a planetary shift, and a simple and effective formula for discovering your life's purpose, which is excellent. It's so simple. It's so succinct. Uh, and very powerful. So she shares that at the end of the episode. So we cover all that and more. It's really an amazing episode. I want to thank everybody who has been supporting the show by leaving the reviews. Um, I want to thank Mike10067, who wrote, Incredible, insightful, inspirational, and powerful. Matt is a brilliant and kindred spirit who attracts all sorts of other beautiful and kindred spirits into his life and onto his show. The conversations he and his guests have go deep while offering tons of actionable steps for the audience to live by. The episodes are entertaining, educational, inspiring, and powerful. I highly recommend this podcast. So thanks so much, Mike, for taking the time to leave a review. They really do help spread the word. So thank you guys who are doing that. If you want to support the show, you can also share, leave a review, sign up for the email list at mattbelair.com. And if you go forward slash lucid dreaming, there is a free guide to lucid dreaming ebook as well as a guided meditation. And we have some amazing affiliates and sponsors at mattbelair.com slash store, including Sync Tuition, where you can get three free tracks. It's Gamma Wave, Brainwave, Entrainment. And uh, if you just go to bit.ly forward slash Gamma Waves, you can get three free tracks and just listen to them over and over again. And the people who have been combining those tracks with the lucid dreaming meditation have been experiencing lucid dreaming and dream recall really, really quick. So I like it because it's a quick and easy way to explore altered states of consciousness. And um, it allows you to, I guess, have, I feel like having, being able to shift your consciousness um, just loosens up this state and, and you really start to reflect on um, what your normal state of consciousness is. So if you're depressed all the time and you find you feel a state of peace, well, then you're like, oh, that's different. So when you're able to lucid dream, you're able to experience another form of awareness. And so you start to question your consciousness. You start to question how you can control your own consciousness. And that's the point is to, you know, be the creator, to empower yourself, to know within you that you can create your own reality and then you can create your own emotional states. Um, so that is that. Um, what else? I think that's about it. Uh, for those of you who want some coaching, just hit up Matt Belair and uh, either sign up the uh, with the form or just uh, hit me up at matt at zenathlete.com. I'm putting a new structure together for 2018 and uh, I'm going to have some forms on the website as well. So if you're looking to really accelerate your life and uh, take the steps necessary to, you know, whether it's, um, you know, break free from a job, to live a heart-centered reality, to overcome some limitations and blocks that you've had your whole life, um, I'm happy to help. So just hit me up at matt at zenathlete.com. So that's it. So let us get into it. So as always, let's just come into a quick and easy state of coherence. All we need to do is three deep breaths. So what I'd invite you to do now, even if you're driving, you can do this with your eyes open. It doesn't matter. Uh, you can stop on the street and all you're going to do is first set your intention and then second, take in a deep breath in through your nose 
imagining powerful white, gold, and platinum light coming and filling every cell and every muscle of your being as the same light from the universe comes down and just pours over your entire being. And just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Take it another deep breath in through your nose and imagine powerful energy from the earth coming up through your feet, supporting you and giving you energy from the earth and meeting in the center of your heart. See the energy from the earth and the energy from source and your unique energy right in the center of your heart. Just let that energy or breath out slowly. And now taking another deep breath in through your nose. And I want you to just imagine one thing you're really grateful for. Maybe it's your eyesight. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's an experience. Maybe it's a roof over your head. Just really feel gratitude deep in your heart as you focus on your heart and continue your relaxing breathing. And now I want you to connect to that energy of gratitude. And I want you to double that feeling of gratitude. And just double that feeling again. And double that feeling one more time, just allowing as much of the feeling of gratitude to overwhelm all the cells and all the muscles and fibers of your being and just see yourself light up with love and gratitude and powerful energy. And as you sit in this emotional state, I want you to send that energy out to your friends, your family, your coworkers, to your enemies, to the people doing harm on the planet. Just send them out love gratitude and peace and I'm sending you all of my love and gratitude and all my support all of my energy so that your hopes and dreams come true so that you can go through the experience with ease and grace and flow and trust and surrender knowing the universe has your back sending you all that energy and as you continue to send all this energy out to your community your city to the entire planet to the entire galaxy and people past present and future I want you to just imagine this energy comes back to you a hundredfold, a millionfold, and just allow yourself to receive that energy. Receive love and gratitude from all beings, from, from every sentient being on the planet, and just allow yourself to receive that love knowing that you are good enough, that you are whole, perfect, just as you are, and just allow yourself to feel this deep sense of gratitude and self-love. And there you go. We're now ready and primed for this amazing episode with Dr. Aaron Haskell. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I am your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest says there are moments in life when something happens, life alters, and your entire perception transforms instantaneously. For her, that moment was 22 years ago when she was holding her stillborn son in her arms just after giving birth to him. Tears were streaming down her face as she looked at his beautiful body and realized his body was still there, but he wasn't. She realized he wasn't his body. He is a spiritual being. She lives in LA where she has been featured on the cover of magazines, on radio, and as seen on NBC, CBS, Fox, and ABC. Her mission is awakening a billion people globally to their divinity and life's purpose and assisting them in manifesting their dreams. She teaches people how to reprogram their subconscious, align with their personal truth and universal laws, and create their daily spiritual practice. She mentors people one-on-one -on, -one on a body, mind, and spiritual level. She believes that when someone awakens, they naturally have a gift and message to bring to the world. After many years of working with a wide range of clients, from top celebrities to single mothers, she wanted to bring her programs to the world. She believes that the route to happiness and fulfillment is not just knowing the truth, but living the truth. Welcome to the show, Dr. Aaron. <laughs> so great to be here, Matt. So funny, I haven't had anyone read my full bio on an interview, so that's uh, fascinating. Thank you. So honored to be here. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. I know what you mean about the bio. I was interviewed one uh, a few weeks ago, and it's kind of strange hearing it on the other side. Um, but it was definitely a, a joy to read it. I'm, you know, we got connected recently, and I looked at your work and was just uh, really grateful for you, as you say, walking the path. It's two different things to to know it, to think about it, to put a little toe in there, but mm -hmm. to go all the way in and and to be living it is 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 beautiful to see. So thanks for that. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a little, I'm sharing this real quick on my other pages. So I don't mean to be rude. Uh, just sharing it real quick on uh, a couple of the pages to so make sure that people can uh, tune in right away. Because I know people, you know, this isn't just about us, obviously, right? This is about uh, having a community and making a difference in the world. So the more we can share um, and anyone watching, you know, if your heart desires to share, it's important because all these conscious conversations are impacting, um, impact everyone. So I wasn't able to share on, on one of the pages, but I uh, was able to go on another. So I'll do that after. So, yeah. So how are you, Matt? Good to connect with you here. Yeah, you too. And, you know, just on that point, you know, some of my listeners don't know that, uh, you know, it's a, there's a YouTube channel and Facebook lives. And the reason why I like to do the video is because there's so much communication non-verbally. And so when somebody is saying something pretty far out there, maybe something that people can't understand, when you look at their face and you understand their background, you can kind of feel that they're telling you the truth. And when somebody is manipulating you and they have maybe not your best intentions at heart you can feel it and you can see it so i think it's it's really important um yeah so so to dive in what's it yeah body language yeah 100 percent. Mm -hmm. and the eyes too the eyes you know the windows mm -hmm. to the soul is very important um right. so before we get in because i know you've been doing a lot of work here super fascinating do you want to give a little bit about your background how you got to where you are today um i know your story is is uh it really hits home it's really powerful and and the way that you're kind of moving through that and sharing as a result is is pretty amazing sure i mean i guess i think like who's out there and why do they give a shit about this talk you know what i mean that's where i'm always thinking like what you know and uh you know today we had more big news in la russell simmons stepping down from uh all of his platforms and everything else so if you're anybody out there in the world that's kind of going what the hell is going on it's a lot of chaos, or if you're somebody who really is desiring to live a powerful life, or you're somebody that, um, you know, is going through depression, hard times, or just desiring to be the best, highest self for themselves. I think that my story, like so many stories, are really just the human story, the story of coming into this lifetime. I was born into a family that, you know, my parents got divorced when I was two. I lived in like a hippie commune thing, kind of up in the hills of Santa Barbara. Typical California child, no real rules, no religion, uh, just kind of all over the place. Uh, ended up, uh, you know, trying drugs and alcohol in high school, got date raped in high school, had an eating disorder from 17 to 20, uh, thought everything would be solved if I just got married, got married at 21, and had a, a stillborn uh, at 22, which rocked my world. And um, I had to go in. For, I was full term and uh, my baby died in my belly and I had to go in and give birth to his body and uh, was in total kind of shock. I went to the mortician's house the next day and was alone in a very dark room down in the basement and realized, you know, looking at his body, that he's gone and his body was here. And I went, I don't care what I do in this lifetime, but I surrender to knowing that the most important thing is for me to figure out why I'm here. And so in that, just began to go on the journey of uh, meditation primarily. I was kind of anti-religion at that point in my life because I had just heard so many horror stories. But yet I wanted to know what was going on in some of those great texts. I ended up studying some of those along the way, obviously. Um, and just began to dive deep. I never thought in a million years I'd become a doctor of divinity. For me, it was more about healing and doing my own work. And in that, like Joseph Campbell, you know, the student becomes a teacher and just began to realize that as I expanded my consciousness, everything changed. All healing took place. My spiritual abilities turned on. My empowerment, money became affluent, relationships expanded. And I realized that, you know, there's a whole hell of a lot going on here compared to what they tell us there is and all of our programming in school and the movies and everything else. And so just living a life that I love, living a life beyond my wildest dreams. That's incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. You know, you've had such 
let's let's say just traumatic experiences, you know, traumatic life experiences that, you know, one could easily say, oh, well, because of this experience, this is the way that my life is now. And you hold that as kind of a crutch where this this pain you don't really move through. It becomes this this anchor. And um, we I actually touched about it a lot in the podcast is how to take take pain like that and transform it. And I know that it's not easy. Maybe we can just start there with with somebody that is going through trauma, you know, because it might not even be on the scale that you had. Yours was it was quite the scale. Um, do you have any just uh, tips or advice for somebody that's going through yeah. something really challenging yeah. and to to begin to move through? Mm-hmm. I think that trauma work is the primary. If you're going to do awakening work or empowerment work, I believe trauma work is always the first work. Um, I believe that is, um, you know, my sister, I always refer to my sister because she is a, a cognitive therapist and her work is very similar to spiritual work in that we both are dealing with the subconscious because when you understand the truth is that our subconscious mind, we're one entity as a human race. So our subconscious mind is actually linked into collective consciousness and cosmic consciousness. And so anytime there's trauma in the subconscious, basically it is what we have commanded in those traumatic moments. So the subconscious mind is informed and imprinted by emotions. And when we have traumatic experiences that are based in intense emotions, whatever is decided in that emotion is imprinted like a stamp that goes and transcends your entire life. So the moment you have, say, for example, when my parents got divorced when I was a little girl, through reverie, I remember this, I was actually in a crib in with my mother, my mom and my father went off um, to Europe for a month, left me at six months old. And I was in a crib with her mother, which was not a very loving mother. And I needed love and I couldn't get love. And I decided I don't need love. And it was so imprinted and it's been so imprinted in my entire life. It has played out in every single relationship of my life. I don't need love. And guess what? I need love. So I had to go back in there, neutralize the pictures, neutralize the emotion and be able to get freed up somewhat from that command. So everybody has this, whether you're a war vet dealing with PTSD, or I mean, because pain and suffering is relative, right? Somebody can be traumatized by someone, you know, looking at them wrong on the jungle gym as a little kid, right? So trauma is relative and we all have trauma. Every last one of us has trauma. So anywhere that we have resistance in our life or limiting belief is always trauma-based. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. I totally agree. One of the ways that I put it is um, like you talked about energy, right? And when you're a kid, you're really fragile. And one of the things that I learned in looking at the development of consciousness is that, you know, from zero to three, everything's going in, you know, and, and you're just susceptible to everything. And even up until five and seven years old, um, especially five, that you don't have what's called the critical factor, or your consciousness to kind of understand what goes in it doesn't go in so you're just accepting everything and that's the challenge to um overcome it when you're older so it doesn't affect the decisions you make so you're not doing them based on feel or or fear or the past trauma because when it happened to you you were so young it just implanted in there and then you started to change how you experience life and how you make decisions because of this trauma and unless you go back in and have a look at it and essentially take out the magnetic charge of that memory or take out that that power that's mm-hmm. that's that you're not even aware of why you're making decisions like this so you work a lot with the subconscious mind um can you give somebody maybe like a one of your favorite practices or tools if if they have like sure. a piece of trauma that they mm-hmm. want to go in and and some yeah, of the ways it works just to like also uh, distinguish like how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go do you want to go in this lifetime of your trauma or do you want to go all lifetimes because most people's trauma actually is playing out in this lifetime is trauma and things that happened and way, way, way back on your DNA. So, you know, that's just, just a little tidbit, right? We want to keep it really practical today and give some tips and keys for people to figure out what's going on with them subconsciously. But I also really want to know the truth that we're living in a DNA that has all kinds of stuff going on and the things that we've implanted in over many, many lifetimes. But so, yeah, so what can you do? Yeah. To agree to agree to your point though, because I've had some people have talked about this on the show, is that you know something from a past life will um, 
will basically imprint in this life. And sometimes you'll be running a pattern. You don't even know about it. And, you know, for people who have trouble with the past life type of thing, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who is coming out with another new book, really leading edge technology on how to heal yourself using your thoughts, you know, people in his programs, when I did it as his advance, and I know he has some stories as well, where people will actually through the meditations over and over will experience a past life directly. And then they're like, oh my goodness. And it'll make so much sense on the way that they're living their life now. So for people that's like a little bit of a, of a, a thought, like a stretch for them, you know, I know people personally who have had those experiences and the other thing is too, I've heard this as well, and I don't know if you agree or not, I'll get your opinion, but that also subconsciously we're connected to all things. So the trauma of the planet, all of the wars, everything, we're, we're at least partially responsible. We are, we are responsible for everything because we're collect, we're, we're, we have to take responsible responsibility for all things to heal all things. And so that trauma is in there as well. And so the more awareness we bring to it, you know, the better. So I just wanted to kind of you know, yeah. give that to you as yeah, well. Yeah, it's page. great. We just did uh, some uh, Q and A. Uh, I did some uh, moderation of the Q and A's for Heal documentary. So anyone out there that uh, highly recommend watching that documentary. It's uh, you know, it's it's one oh one in my opinion as far as spirituality and realizing that we cause our health things. But for most people, one oh one is very advanced. You know, these concepts are really new to people. But if you really want to go really really deep, um, yeah, you know. Um, imagination put it this way if you can imagine that the wormhole into past lives is through imagination and when you go in and you're with the client and you begin to do reverie and you begin to all of a sudden they'll go down this wormhole of kind of like they feel like it's almost like they're kind of telling a story but it's like as if all of a sudden they go in this movie and they're part of this movie and they and oftentimes it's actually really real because the truth of the matter is this, all spirituality is an identity shift. It's the reality that it's all coming from spirit. And so if you really want to know the truth, the truth is that we are all lifetimes. We are all lifetimes. So anything that's ever happened to any of us has happened to all of us. And we know that we're not the individual consciousness, we're individual consciousness, we're collective consciousness and we're cosmic consciousness. That's our consciousness, right? So of course the subconscious, and science has proven this, we are one with all, anything that's touched is connected. And because if you want to even be a scientist with the Big Bang Theory, we've all touched at one point in time. We're like a big organism, like the aspen trees in you know, Colorado. It looks like we're all individuals up here, but down at the root of our subconscious, we're all one entity so of course i mean you know it's like common sense though this is like common sense yeah yeah i 100 percent agree with all that so for you let's say we're dealing with some sort of past trauma do you have a, a favorite technique because i i love i've been looking at and working with the subconscious you know the second that i started looking at at studying consciousness and you know in meditation and martial arts it taught me the basics and then you know right away i got into self-hypnosis mm -hmm. and then i got into every other thing that i could look at and it in the formula is the same uh different kind of processes and nuances to each one um i'm just curious some of your favorite ones if somebody wants to sure. give one a try and, and go into that yeah you know, and try and try and I heal a little bit there's in my opinion, there's two perspectives of dealing with the subconscious. You can either do one, which is knowing the truth, which is actually how we reveal, we heal through revealing the truth. So when you know the truth, two things like light and dark, a dark room can't say dark with light in it, right? So if you have a strong enough of a consciousness, you can simply know the truth. And in knowing the truth, it will dissolve all past trauma. It will dissolve any limiting belief within the soul. Most people aren't strong enough to do that. This is a practice. It's like being the best athlete you can ever be on this planet is your consciousness. And you know this as a, as a Zen athlete, right? So this is the ultimate, ultimate mastery. The master, if you want to say better than the best, you know, uh, athlete, boxer, uh, Jedi is the master of consciousness. Someone who can literally know the truth and see through any problem, any wall, anything in life, right? Very, very advanced human being, very, very advanced spiritual consciousness, okay? The other is to go back into trauma, and you can begin to go through whatever is really holding mental pictures in this lifetime, and as you go earlier, similar, you go back. So this is the ticket when you're going back in that direction.
You don't want to tell the story. As the Vedas say, as it is. So anytime you go back into past trauma, and it's why it's really better to do it with two people. You can do it on your own in meditation. It's a tricky thing. You need to know how to do it. I don't recommend it, but if people don't have the money or resources or don't know how to reach out at some level to do subconscious work, you can go into meditation and you can begin to think of one traumatic incident, okay? And what you're going to do is you're going to go back in, you're going to say, I walked in the room, this happened, they were wearing this, I said this, they said that, and you feel whatever emotion is there and you feel it and you feel it and you feel it and you keep saying it over again, whatever happened over and over again until you can neutralize all of the mental pictures. What you don't want to do is this. You don't want to go back in and say, I walked in the room and I was so upset because I thought he was there alone. And you go into a story around the actual event because it's the meaning that we put around things that create the trauma of a positive or negative meaning. Okay. So what we want to do is we want to, as is the traumatic experience. And I don't know, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I'm, I'm totally with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's just depends. It's a determinism, right? So if you can do it with two people, it's even better because someone it's hard sometimes to keep going over that incident over and over again. In therapy, they call it prolonged therapy. In spiritual work, we call it Socrates processes or Oracle processes. They're the same. Right. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite ones when working with people is to use, uh, I learned it from neuro-linguistic programming and it's going through the experience mm -hmm. and then just, just viewing it as your older self, as the observer, you know, and stepping out and then you could even step out again. And it's, it, we're basically trying to neutralize the charge. And I've talked about this on the podcast a little bit exactly. where, mm -hmm. yeah, where I, where I kind of understand it is, um, I've heard through a course that I'm doing that your body is storing all of the memory of life and it's going through, it's basically, so from about, about around five years old, you realize that your body's just storing the memory and you have about a terabyte of hard drive space. And so the more, if you, you start with a 4k TV of eyes, but then it's like, oh, I better limit this, this information input and you downgrade everything. But when you have a traumatic experience, it's like your regular day will be, you know, 0.5 gigs and the traumatic experience is like six gigs of trauma and it's holding it there. Mm -hmm. And that's the charge. That's the emotion. That's, that's, that, that energy is affecting everything you do. And so when you can pull out the, the energetic charge from it, you heal the trauma and it doesn't dictate the way that you experience or, or perceive new experiences, you know, when you meet a person or you're making a decision, you're, you're taking out mm -hmm. that negative charge that wants to protect you. It's not trying to hurt you. It's trying to prevent mm -hmm. that pain that you've had before. So it's your body kind of working on your side to keep you alive. And, but it, mm -hmm. but it really doesn't serve your, your highest purpose. So oh, computer is, is one of the my favorite analogies of how the how we work in our consciousness. So if you have a computer, the actual computer is the actual hard. It's the the what is it the the hard the it's the computer. It's our body. Okay. It's the what do we call it? The hard drive. Hardware. The um, hardware. The hardware. Yes. Okay. Secondly is the software. Right. So your programming. So if you have a, it's like upgrading your phone, right? We, I mean, until the new <laughs> updates, which suck. But before that, it was great to get updates, right? We got more, more use out of it. So when we release limiting beliefs, we have new software in our computer, right? So we always want to update our software to the truth. Okay. And then we have basically on your computer, sometimes it gets jammed up, right? It has that little spinning ball. That's because we have too many programs opened. And that is exactly what happens with trauma in the subconscious mind. All those mental pictures that are playing all the time is because they're not complete. They have your soul is calling them up to have them be completed. So if you have them up on your screen and they're all freaking all over your screen, your whole computer gets jammed up. Okay. So we've got to close down those different files and that's what subconscious work is we're closing down and completing those files along the way and then we have memory and memory is a whole other whole other thing that is a very very deep topic which we're not going to get in today has to do with your dna and has to do with you going into a completely different realm yeah well that's i i love your analogy i i fully agree and i think that will add a lot of clarity to a lot of people um you know we're running in these loops if you i would love this app that that showed you what you think about every day 
You know what I mean? So it's a printout of the 70 to 90,000 thoughts you have, and you'll see it probably matches your reality and you'll be able to pick these out. And if we get algorithms to code, you know, what the repetitive thoughts are and start to kind of weed our internal process. And this is why meditation is so important because that's what you're doing through your conscious awareness and memory is extremely fascinating. Um, everything uh -huh. is, is around memory and, you know, doing Nassim Haramine's work in the resonance science foundation, they talk about space memory and, mm -hmm. you know, so again, we're not just talking records, yep. you know, you can call it whatever yeah. you want, but it's, you, it's all being, it's all being, uh, it's all every ounce of everything that's ever existed is on your track. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Fascinating. So. It is fascinating. And this is kind of, you know, leading into my next question or, or topic would be, we are moving through this awakening process, maybe this, you know, people will say it's the awakening or whatever. And <laughs> some people who are, don't, don't uh, vibe with it yet are like, ah, this is some new age horse crap. And in this realm, there is a lot of new age horse crap. I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of people coming in with without the full understanding, or they've had a glimpse of it. And from their perspective, what I realize is that if you are, you know, going around and and let's say you're not aware of how you think or the past programming or whatever, and you get a glimpse of the other side, it's going to be huge for you. It's going to be night and day and you'll want to share that, but it takes a while to get the complete understanding. And I think as a part of this, what I've read and heard about way before this started happening was how the the dark will come to light. And as you spoke about today, a lot of that's coming so that you can see out there's chaos, but this is a part of it. This is the rise of the subconscious mind, all that dirty stuff, you know, and people, what I've looked at it as far as, you know, war and how the world is run, we aren't even scratching the surface of the terrible stuff that happens on this planet. This is like, this is the nicest, you know, this is like getting bit by a little tiny mm -hmm. shih tzu, you know what I mean? In reality, right. there are like... Right. Uh -huh. lions out there and when you realize that it's, it's going to be traumatic and so i think we're we're moving through this as a collective because we have to see it to heal it to know that we never want to go back to that again and so i just want to wanted to see if you wanted to speak on on that a little bit yeah. and, and what you see happening that. yeah i mean we live in a relative world this is a fun incredible experience it's not gonna last very long so enjoy it while it lasts um we are experiencing being masters of limitation which is impossible so it's like God saying, let me play a great game of feeling like I can be the effect of something, which is never the truth. But what's interesting right now is, of course, we have this divine feminine rising right now, uh, you know, with the all the sexual harassment stuff happening in Los Angeles. And I think it's important to, number one, for sure, acknowledge and see and hear the voices, um, knowing that this is real at whatever level, at a relative level, this is very, very real for people. Secondly, I think it's important to hold accountability for us to have agreements as culture of what we feel is right and wrong and know that we should really honor that, that as the masses have come to agreements that that's what we're here for, we have to have agreement. And having said that, we also have to have compassion, that nothing has happened to anybody that is not the culmination of the allness. And so even for, you know, the men acting out at whatever level, be it, um, be it wrong, um, that at whatever level there is, they didn't get that from nowhere, right? They didn't get that programming. They didn't get um, their own uh, destructive uh, patterns from nowhere. It's we are in this together. This is the sum total of all of the choices we've made as a culture and as our race. And so it's important to hold people accountable, put down the law, put down the rules, but also have compassion and know that um that to forgive is really to free yourself of the chains and i know personally um coming from you know being raped or being from you know dysfunctional family or anything like that that um that you know it doesn't doesn't do any good you know you gotta you gotta complete that cycle uh say you're sorry hold people accountable and move on to create something that we want to create in the world so it's an interesting time and i'm not sure what's going to happen exactly but i know this that we have heaven and hell there's not one or the other we have both so as much as there is darkness and insanity and wars and things that are beyond that we even know that are going on in this world people are being cut 
and, and their organs taken out of their body for money right now. There are people being beheaded. There are sex slaves. There are, you name it, you can think, if you can conceive it, it's going on in this planet. There's people being tortured as we speak. And there's as much light and beauty and innovation and invention and community going on right now. And guess what? We can't have one without the other. We're in a relative dimension. And so I just say, thank you. I'm going to now create what I choose to create and do the best I can do. And that's, I'm not going to focus on the negative for me personally. I'm going to be proactive. So that's all I can do. That's incredible. I, I agree with what you're saying. And, and I'll just add to that in, in, you know, our, wherever we put our, our focus, it will grow. And so, you know, I think that on one hand, it's important to understand that, you know, there is trauma and not trauma, but beyond trauma, just challenges on the planet, that it can be dark, that these things are happening. It's not saying we don't understand that, you know, when it comes up, but it, do we focus on, you know, hating and picketing and doing all these things, or do we build the solution? And that's where we can kind of connect with ourselves and figure out what solution we want to build. And if you look at the planet and you see a problem, well, all there are, are opportunities to create a solution and to create a solution with, within a community. And I think that part of this awakening ascension process will be with community, with like-minded people, with people who are out of that comp competition, which is old paradigm stuff, into collaboration and st mm -hmm. to start to care for all. So I think it's really important that where we put our focus and also to when you when you are going to start doing this, you free yourself because you're going to pick a problem or focus on something that matters to you. And that's that's going to light you up. That's going to make you feel good each day to know that you're contributing. You're doing something that matters to you and not just kind of being a cog in the wheel because this is the way that they said it was supposed to be. And and you're kind of lost in it when now you're actually making a difference with people on something that matters matters to you. So I think that uh, it's really important. Yeah, it's a fascinating thing that you think about. It's like we were endowed with free will. We can, you know, use our energy to fucking kill people or we can use our energy to love people. You know, I mean, it's like and it's fascinating to me that people are so uh, distraught by this because it's like that's what we're here for. Like we're here to scrape our knees on the jungle gym of life and swing on the swing set, you know, and it's a, there's all different types. There's people that are here to just destroy. That's their, you know, and we, as a culture, we need to put rules and of course um, figure out how to not have them destroy all of us and have, you know, how do we do that? How do we put rules and regulations and that actually work? And that is an art. That's a very, very high art to, you know, put rules and regulations that can be actually implemented without starting wars across the world. That is an art. And uh, I hand it off to anybody that's able to take that on. Yeah, well, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting one because I think that, you know, with rules and regulation, the reason why we, we're needing more rules and, you know, the government gives you a new rule for this and a new rule for this and new rule for this. This is just because we're being, I think, on a big scale, controlled, manipulated, and we have a lot of external forces that aren't serving our highest good. And then when we move into a society that has uh, peace and love and collaboration and community at its heart, we're not going to need those things. So when you look at the old native cultures, they were self-policing, you know, that everything, mm -hmm. when somebody didn't have clothes or food, the community provided for them because it made sense. So you don't need a lot of rules and regulation. And then when somebody would, would act out and maybe do something horrendous, what they would do is that they would, they would, you know, tend to the victim, but they would they would actually tend to the person who did the harm because they would know that they were actually the one who was more broken, which is really mm -hmm. fascinating. And so our culture mm -hmm. doesn't do that. So when we start to heal ourselves, there's going to be, we don't need rules and regulation. We need people to stop. The reason why we have them is because nobody has enough. We're in this competition and people need food and then people need this mm -hmm. TV to make themselves feel good. So um, I think that as we begin to clean up our own lives and our own communities, it's going to become less. And then everybody will be on the same page because it'll just make sense. You know, well, it'll be limited in, 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 you know, don't steal your neighbor's stuff. You know, obviously don't go stab yeah, them but right people in the face. Listening in will, people will listen in and hear what you just said and say, this guy's delusional. It's not going to happen. Right. Like, because 
that's like, uh, you know, in that not everybody thinks like you. It'd be great for your t tribe of 20 people for it to be some, uh, you know, abyss. Uh, but the reality out there is that not everybody thinks like you think. And so there is a place that we have to have laws and rules and whatever. It's great if we went back, but guess what? We don't go back, we go forward. And, um, you know, we're in a predicament. We're in a big predicament. How do we, it's great if we could all spiritually heal and, um, you know, come to our senses and have an incredible tribe that we all thrive and we hold each other in the highest whatever. Um, but that's not what's going on in the world right now. So how do we deal with that spiritually? Because sometimes it takes force. Sometimes it takes control. Sometimes it takes rules. And I think that that's where people don't like the new age scene because they're like, these people are completely delusional because we want to go back to a fantasy state and we're not in that state. That's not the reality of the world right now. So knowing that, you know, what do we do with spiritual leaders? What do we do? And that's where yeah. it's an individual, individual thing here. Well, it's tough too. And, and definitely to, you know, I agree with that. I think that the people doing harm need to be held accountable. It's 100% accountability. So obviously no killing. Uh, lots of Wall Street guys should be going to jail. Lots of <laughs> warmongers should be going to jail like that, that exists. But as it, I think that we have a small group of people, a small percentage of the people creating a lot of harm on the planet. And when that when when people are living in in more harmony, we're going to need less, right? Right now, you know, everybody should be held account should be held accountable. And when that happens, you know, like you know, and marijuana is like a big thing, you know. And this is this is the other side, right? So it's like, oh, we're going to regulate everything. You're going to regulate a plant, you know what I mean? I'm like a bear out in the woods. You want to tell me what I can and cannot do with my own consciousness? I do not think so, you know. And so then we have this over, and this is what you know we. They've just gone too far because we're, we're being suppressed. But when we live in a society that makes sense and the people who are doing harm are accountable and then they're removed and, you know, basically made accountable, then it's going to be a, it's going to be a shift. And that's what, that's what I hope to see, but we are where we are now. And this is where a lot of the people doing this harm are coming to light. You know, all this stuff that's going on in Hollywood and, you know, I've known about that stuff for years. And like you said, there's a lot worse stuff going on and those people 100% I the faster we can make them accountable and remove them and stop their influence we're going to be shifting things really quick um so mm -hmm. I totally I totally agree with you there so where I want to go with this which I think is a is a nice um segue is you know your mission is such a powerful and beautiful mission you know to awaken a billion people globally to their divinity life's purpose and assisting them in manifesting their dreams so for you you know, what is, what do you find as like awakening, like, like what it means to be like awakened and not awakened? I did a video recently mm. on, you know, people are using woke, you know, and I know it <laughs> means like awakened, but I was like, but so many people are using it. I know they have no idea what it means. So for you, right? when, when you're, when you're sharing that, like, what are the, how do you define and distinguish those terms? That's a great question. Uh, you know, I think it's, there's a gradient, right? Like, you can start feeling like you're awake, like you said, like if you are really asleep and then you have one of 15, you're like, whoa, I never saw life like that, dude, hand me the bong. You know what I mean? Like, so there's like, you know, there's like that level. And then there's the <laughs> level of like really going to the Jedi, you know, realm. So, um, you know, I don't have a distinction as far as like how awoken people need to get, but I know this for myself. When you awaken, you realize the impact that you have and your oneness with other human beings you can't help but want to serve and want to make a difference in the world. That's one of the common denominators that I find when I interview people. And so for me, it's awakening and having the butterfly effect of people awakening and how that trans, you know, forms into the butterfly effect across the world. So um, like right now I'm getting involved with a karma coin, um, a company that where you pay it forward and then you give somebody coin, you know, and, and it has a little number on it. And we'll be able to track the butterfly effect of how that goes across the world and begin to be inspired, you know, to do more good deeds. And so all I know is that, um, you know, through the shows, through Awakening, uh, sorry, through Good uh, Good Morning La La Land and through the Dr. Aaron show, you know, we don't know how many people's lives we touch. But what I know is that the uh, compounding of it and the butterfly effect, um, it's easy to calculate it to be a billion people. So we're on our mission. We're moving forward and it's 
it's all I know how to do. I'm not interested in politics. I'm not interested in focusing on that. If I was, I would do that. I'm interested in expanding consciousness and having a conscious conversation and having people basically delayer their consciousness so that they can begin to have the truth bubble up. And in that truth, you know, who knows how that affects the world. Amazing. I love that. Well, the karma coin reminds me of my buddy, Johnny Ronka, who has a company called Love on Revolution. And essentially, it's a bracelet that has a code on it. And so let's say you buy someone's coffee, or you could give them a compliment. Once you do that, you give them the bracelet, and then it tracks everything that it goes through. So you get to see where that basically love experiment goes on to. So maybe there could be a tie in there, but you know, tying yeah, it to currency, tying it to currency. And, and really, we're just giving opportunities for people to do good deeds. You know, we're kind of gamifying good deeds, which, which is great because, you know, when you see how much of an effect that could have and it measures you, you can measure it. It's going to encourage you to do more because like, Oh, you know what, this good deed did make a difference. And mm -hmm. I think that, you know, we're more powerful in those little tiny, you know, like you butterfly effect, it, it goes farther than we think. And especially when you get that collective and you start doing it and you do repetitively, you, you really start to see the power and magnification of that. So I think that's, I think that's amazing. Um, that's a total high. If anyone is out there and they're watching, they've never done some service and it's like, you think it would be, you know, a great experience for the person that's receiving that deed. It's like, I've had times when I've done something like, whoa, that's like, I get so high off of it. You're like, it's incredible the high when you do some random act that's just out of the blue for somebody. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Go go try it out. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree with that. And I think you know one of the things that I'll talk about on the podcast quite consistently is the the thing that I notice with the people that I interview they they go from service to self to service to other, and this is another big piece of the shift. So when we as communities and over fifty percent, eighty percent, ninety percent of the planet is gone, you know, from service to self, from what can I get and how can I accumulate gold coins and how can I get bigger cars to how can I contribute to everybody to make the world a better place and to have what I need. Naturally, you know, the things that need to control us are going to kind of weave away and we're going to live in a more freeing society. And and what I notice from people having real fulfillment is they connect with what it is that that their gift is kind of like what you say in your bio i totally agree with that when somebody awakens um you know they have a gift for the world and that's like understanding where all these unique flowers and you know when you when you flower you're a you're a you're only you you know you're only you're going to express yourself on this planet as a unique part of everything and so um i'm just wondering if you can speak on that a little bit because i think that it's so important that once we can kind of connect to what our gift is, so what, whether you're an artist, you know, and, and you are an artist, you're going to spread beauty through art. And that's amazing. That's your gift, whatever, whatever the case may be. So do you have uh, any insight on how somebody might yeah. start to move I into that direction? Formula. I have a formula that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's not the truth. It may not work for everybody, but every single person I've, worked with it on it's worked um so the formula goes like this so many people want to find their purpose and calling you know we all want to find our purpose and calling and um the formula goes like this whatever uh triumphs you take your triumphs so the hardest thing you've ever gone through in your life and you basically whatever you've had triumph over plus your passions plus your skills equals your purpose and calling so, um, for example, um, I mean, I've done this with many people, children up to adults. Um, let's see, for example, I had this little girl, I was working with this young group of kids in Vegas that are going to an alternative school. They've chosen, they, they don't care for a traditional school, and they believe that the children are very innovative and think just the same as adults in their ability to create, right? So this one little girl, um, she has a little bit of a company that she uh, is designing dresses. And I asked her, you know, what is the hardest thing you've ever gone through? And she said, when my parents got divorced and she started crying and she said, it was really hard, you know, having my dad go away. And she said, so when I began to make those dresses, I would think of, you know, 
having a little girl feel pretty and feel special, even though her parents, you know, weren't there or whatever. And we took her skills, her passion was making the dresses and her skill set really was um, designing the dresses, but also really she was very social. So she realized in that moment that if she could bring her story into her company that she was creating as a little girl, instead of just presenting these little dresses to the world, she presented them in the story of having a, a little girl feel special, loving herself enough to feel special and, and, and becoming, you know, the goddess that she is. And it just, you should have seen the light that came on this little girl and how she just felt like all of a sudden what she loved to do had so much more meaning to it. And it becomes, became such a more of a purpose and calling for her. And so that's the formula. Take your triumphs. Like we don't ever want to go to say somebody about entrepreneurship that doesn't, hasn't struggled. If they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth, why would we listen to them? They don't know how hard it is to become an entrepreneur and become successful. If we were trying to deal with somebody with weight loss, we would want somebody that's gone through hard times, that's had an eating disorder, or had been obese, overcome something. So we want that. We want that in our leaders. We want that. That becomes your purpose and calling. So take your triumphs, your trials and triumphs, plus your passion, plus your skill set equals your purpose and calling. It's amazing. It's incredibly practical. Yeah, super simple. Um, I know we and only if have a little. You haven't had a triumph because people are like, wait, 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 but I don't know. I haven't, I'm still suffering. I'm still going. Then it's like Joseph Campbell says follow your bliss, follow your bliss, and the doors will open. Follow that mm. healing, follow whatever it is that it's calling. And in that, you will triumph. And in the triumph, you'll get your calling. I 100% agree with that. You know, Bashar and Abraham Hicks and a whole bunch of other people, they just say, continue. yeah, stay, you know, stay in your bliss, you know, follow your highest bliss. And, and it's the vibration, you know, how do you, you light up? It's really a vibrational game. And from, let's say the 5D perspective, or just what I believe personally anyways, is that the it's just coherent resonance. When you, when you, walk and meet somebody that is lit up and full of love and caring, you feel that. And not only do you feel it in that moment, but it resonates to all things because we're in a vibrational universe. And so the mm -hmm. best and most important thing you can do is to be in joy, is to be in peace, is to have a coherent state. And that's going to ripple out to all beings. I think they've done some really interesting, I don't know if this is true. I'll just put it out there. Somebody can t tell me, but the heartbeat gets measured across the earth in some super small uh -huh. amount of time, like a few seconds or something. And so that's really the essence of, of who you are. I don't know. I can't remember where I heard it from, but it was like, your heart is this like multi-dimensional engine, you know, that's right in the center connecting you to the entire cosmos mm -hmm. and infinity. And it's like, that's super neat. So the more so cool, coherent right? it is, you know, then you're sending that out, right? Do you have a loving and open heart connected to all things, knowing you're an eternal divine being? Or are you scared crapless and worried about the guy next door taking all your stuff and mm -hmm. running out of money and needing to grab? You're going to resonate yeah. at a different level. And so I think they're, like they're fundamental distinctions. Mm. It's a total flow. Like oftentimes people come, they go, I want to find my soulmate, you know, and they have this ideal kind of delusional scene. It's like, go out and actually just flow in love. You know, it doesn't have to be with the one. They don't have to be perfect. And all of a sudden people start like kind of just getting out there, flirting a little bit, getting in that space. And all of a sudden it's raining men, as they say, right? Um, or like money, you know, it's like I have a hard time and they're hoarding all their money and they're like, they have no flow around business. It's like go give up service, give a value, go give someone some money, go do whatever. Because if the universe is a flow, it's an ex exchange of energy. And if you're not in flow, you've turned off the spigot and it's just not going to, nothing's going to happen. Totally agree. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think maybe the last question I'll ask you, cause uh, I know you got to get on with your day and do amazing things, work really hard. If you could, I kind of make it general, but if you could make, you know, two or three fundamental sh changes on the planet right now, whether it's like everybody adopts a belief system or we integrate a new technology or we change a fundamental way we think, or everybody has to do a task, you know what I mean? Like sit down for 10 days and meditate, you know, <laughs> what three things would you offer the world that you believe wow. could shift things pretty quickly? That's a great question. I love that question. Um, you know, I would say that to teach children universal law, for me, universal, I would say 
one and two for sure, teach universal law and teach people how to reprogram their subconscious mind. Those two things for sure. Those should be in our, in our school system. They're very basic. They're easy to do if you understand how to do them. Those should be two basic things that every single human being should understand. Like you learn the alphabet, you learn how universal law works. You learn how to, you know, uh, whatever, tie your shoe. You learn how and, and how your subconscious works and how to reprogram that. Um, so those are the two things. And then let's see, beyond that, what would I say? Hmm, that's a good one. Um, I don't know. I don't have to think about that. I guess that I would want everybody to have one, like they have to have one service that they do. It's like signing up for a chore list, right? You're in the house and everyone has to sign up for their chore list of this world. Like, what is the one thing that you're going to do of service? What, what's that signing up for that? Is that going to be that you're going to, you know, go down and feed the homeless? Is that going to be that you're going to be of service to your grandmother forever? Pick one person you can be of service to or one thing you can be of service to. You get to pick it. No one has to tell you what you have to do, but just to pick one thing. So those three things. Awesome. Those are great. Um, do you want to, you know, I have an understanding of universal law, but can you summarize that for somebody who, who may not have sure. any idea what you're talking about? We're talking about the law of attraction. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about many, many use sure. universal laws. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah. Okay, great. That's a great question. So universal law, there's only one universal law. It's the law of cause and effect, but it's basically how we create. So it's a pretty advanced conversation, right? But so we create from consciousness and consciousness creates the effects of this world. But so there's all aspects of it. For example, the law of vibration, the law of attraction, um, you know, be that which you seek, um, the law of correspondence. So what you put out into the world has to be reflected back to you. Um, the law of gender, there is thought that creates and there's a medium, your subconscious, that um, is the womb of your thought. So we could go on and on, but basically bottom line is this. You have two choices in life with universal law. You get to create in harmony and have a thriving or you get to invert it and you get to create chaos and discord, heaven and hell. So that's basically the bottom line. It's cause and effect and we get to, we're here to use and direct energy. So for have children to learn this and go, hmm, let's see, I get to create love or I get to create dysfunction. I get to create um, a bigger picture of, of, you know, what I put in my body or I get to put junk food in and start falling like crap. Oh, I get to hurt people's feelings and create terrible relationships or uh-huh, I get to, you know, uh, make good choices and, and be of service for others and have my relationships thrive. Very, very basic. I don't think they teach it in school at all. Like it's some hidden thing that we just expect children to know and they don't know. They have to be taught. Amazing. Yep. A hundred percent. That's, I totally agree. And I think it's really powerful. And for me, um, you know, my work for sure is, you know, with the athletes or whatever, I was like, why didn't I know this when I was a kid? If we could teach all kids this stuff right away, it would change everything instantly because, yeah. you know, geography, rather than why would we teach geography before we taught like how we use our mind? Huh? Gee, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah, I just think it's ridiculous, ridiculous, our school system that way. 100%. One of the shifts that's mm -hmm. that's here, one of the opportunities for change and growth to, you know, rethink education and how we educate our kids and take more responsibility as parents um, and communities on getting our kids the best education, teaching them how to think and applying all these things because things are shifting right now and we have that opportunity right now. So totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this has been fantastic. I appreciate you. I could talk to you all day and we'll have to do another round. Um, before I let you go, is there anything that you wish that I had asked you? Is there anything that you want to talk about before we leave? Um, or a final uh, message for everybody tuning in today? I that I'm a human being, you know, I'm not perfect. I have my flaws. Um, I think it's time for spiritual leaders to get real and raw and know that, you know, if we had it all figured out, we wouldn't be here in this realm anymore. Um, you know, to know the truth versus living the truth are two very different things. And I'm not here to say I completely live the truth. I'm here to say that these are principles that 
when I apply them, my life gets better. When I don't apply them, my life gets worse. And they're truths that all the greatest texts have taught. They're truths that live beyond their physics. They're all that stuff. And so just I just ask people to live their own authentic truth, be authentic, try not hurt anyone, and just be authentic to yourself. And, you know, the world will be a lot better. Incredible. Okay. Yep. I, I swear to God, I've said almost that exact same closing sentence on a podcast before. It's like, what do you want people to know? I was like, I, I don't know. Just be kind and do your best, essentially. <laughs> you know? <So laughs> just nobody knows what's going on. Yeah, incredible. I love that. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for going yeah, all in. Thanks, Matt. And living it. I appreciate it. All in. Your, Here's your all in. <laughs> yeah, totally. Have a great day. So yeah, awesome. you too. Good we'll night. see you later. Okay. okay see Bye. you later. Bye. All right, guys, there you have it. The outstanding Dr. Divinity, Dr. Aaron Haskell. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. I really loved her formula for fulfillment at the end. It was so simple and succinct and, and really great. She has an amazing show, Good Morning La La Land. So uh, check out her website, check out her show. She's doing a lot of amazing work, um, putting out a lot of inspiring content uh, as I aim to do. So we're definitely uh, kindred spirits in that way. And um, just thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you for listening. Once again, if you want to support, the review is great. Sharing this episode and um, visiting mattbelair.com store and signing up for some free stuff, whether it's uh, the Resonant Science Foundation Explorers Lounge, which is outstanding. Um, it's free and has tons of amazing content. You've got Sync Tuition. Um, you have the Arc Crystal over there, Procabulary with Mark England, uh, course in in the power of words, which I took and it's, and it's outstanding. So that's over at mattbelair.com forward slash store and, and head over to mattbelair.com and sign up for the email list so I can keep you up to date with all the cool stuff coming down the pipe. And if you want a free lucid dreaming, just go forward slash lucid dreaming and you will get yourself an ebook and guided meditation so you can learn how to lucid dream quickly and easily. And it works. So there you have it. So that's it. Oh, and uh, those of you who want some coaching, or things like that, just hit up matt at zenathlete.com and uh, we'll do an onboarding. We'll see um, how I can help. Got to make sure that it's a fit and, and I can, you know, support you in the way that you're looking for. And, um, and yeah, you got to be willing to do the work. And if you're ready and willing to do the work, we can, we can do a tremendous amount. Uh, we can create a tremendous amount of progress in, in a short time. So whether it's uh, consciousness development, spirituality, you know, living a fulfilling life, uh, we can we can handle all those things, uh, but it is a process. So there you go. So before we end off, I'm just going to send you all of my love and gratitude and just invite you to come into a state of peace and coherence by simply taking in three deep breaths. So wherever you are, even eyes open, all you need to do is set the intention. You create and control your emotional state. Divine neutrality. That is the name of the game. Staying divinely neutral in joy and in... And in uh, trauma or in challenge so just take in a deep breath in through your nose imagining this powerful golden light coming in platinum light crystalline light filling your entire being and this same light coming down from the universe pulsing through every cell and every muscle of your being just let it out with all the cares and all the worries of the day and take in another deep breath in through your nose just imagine this powerful light from the earth coming up and charging your entire being, supporting you on planet earth. Just holding that breath, just let it out slowly. And now as you continue your relaxing breathing, relaxing more and more, imagining this light fill your entire being and seeing yourself as an infinite and multidimensional being with infinite possibility, I want you to just imagine that every wish you could ever ask for is granted that you can do anything on this planet, had a million dollars in your bank account every single day, how would you experience this earth? What would you do? What would you learn? What problem would you fix? How would you explore the planet? And just sit for a moment, imagine all the things you do with unlimited time and unlimited money and unlimited resources. See yourself traveling the world and expressing yourself, seeing yourself in joy and bliss see yourself with the people you love and just enjoy this imagination right now just enjoy whatever comes up no attachment and now i just like you to connect to this energy and possibility of being able to do and create anything that you want in this life experience 
because deep down in the center of your chest and your heart, you know that this is possible. It doesn't require infinite money. It requires a decision to do what you love the most and it doesn't need all the money in the world. So just connect to this energy of doing the things you love and allow that energy to double, double that feeling one more time and double that feeling one more time allowing all this energy to overflow every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being. And now I want you to send that energy out to all of your friends, all of your loved ones, everyone you have ever met. Just send them this positive, loving energy and just wish them the very best life experience. Wish them all their hopes and dreams to come true, that they may remember that they are the creator and, and give them love and support. And I'm sending you all of my love and all of my support and all of my gratitude and all of my strength and all of my goodwill so that you can create the life that, that you can imagine that's heart-centered, that's fulfilling. You have all of my love and support to do so. And as you see this energy go out to your friends and family, I want you to see it go out to the entire planet, hitting every single person, just sending them love and support, just giving them that. And as you sit in this energy, just imagine for a moment, like a tidal wave, this energy begins to come back a hundredfold, a millionfold, and just allow that energy in and allow yourself to experience deep self-love, deep self-gratitude, remembering you are whole, that you are perfect, that you are harmonious as you are. There's nothing that you need to do or have just to simply be. And in three deep breaths, you remember that you are a part of all of creation, that you are completely perfect wherever you are now. So sending you all of my love, and I will see you in the next episode.